I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors... Cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's episode is with Meredith Wood of Fundera. She is the VP of Content as well as the Editor-in-Chief. She is the only female member of the Fundera leadership team. Prior to Fundera, Meredith was the CCO at Fundingates. She manages finance and columns on Inc., Entrepreneur, Forbes, and more, and her advice can be seen on Yahoo, Daily Worth, Fox Business, Amex Open, Intuit, the SBA, and many, many more. Welcome to the show, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. The pleasure is mine. And for those uh, just listening, that intro was tried multiple times and we finally <laughs> got it right. But um, Meredith, uh, your topic is interesting to me because a lot of the listeners are basically small business owners. They are entrepreneurs. They they occupy several continents and live in different parts of the world. But they're always interested about uh, the inner workings of how to finance their businesses or if there are even options for them as they run businesses. So I want you to sort of take us down the path of the several options that exist for small business owners. Right. So I think that what's so interesting when people start a business, you start a business because you really enjoy baking cakes or you're fantastic at marketing and you want to share those skills with other people. Unless you're an accountant or a financial consultant, you do not start your business because you are a financing expert. So I know that this can be uh, an excruciating process for business owners. So the way that I would like the general buckets of financing options I would present for them are first and foremost, traditional debt financing. And this is where you borrow a, a sum of money or extended a line of credit and you use that to get your business off the ground. There's of course self-financing or bootstrapping, which is a very obviously responsible um, choice, but can be somewhat limiting. There is the type of financing that's become much more popular, I'd say, in the past few decades, which is sort of that angel funding or venture capital funding, where you're giving away a portion of, of your business ownership in order for somebody to invest in it. And then 
And I'd say the, the last way is, uh, is family and friends, going to people that you know, uh, setting up some sort of whether it's a traditional loan structure or, or, or just they're just doing it out of the kindness of their heart or maybe more of an angel funding type position with a family or friend. Or really the, the big four options within those that each have a ton of different intricacies and uh, especially in the debt financing, the different type of products that are out there. I always say that consumer lending is very straightforward. You know what a mortgage is, you know what a car loan is, and you know what a student loan is. And they all work in the same way. But in business financing, you've got a dozen different products um, from very different types of lenders that all talk and walk very differently. So it, it can become very complex when you dive into those those four separate categories. Oh, wow. Yeah, and definitely a lot of times we often hear, we see Shark Tank and we see shows like that where people are only thinking, if I don't get venture funded or if I don't get the interest of some big time investor, there really isn't any hope for me. And you mentioned a few other options there. I was really fascinated by the... Uh, uh, the finance option that you mentioned that, you know, involved loans. Because before even um, listening to you, I usually thought loans, who wants to take out a loan? That's like bad idea. But it sounds like you're saying there's a way where you can take out a loan that can actually benefit your business. Right. I know. It, I feel like debt's a dirty word for yes. many people. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's kind of, I think Shark Tank's amazing in the sense it's it's really shed a light on entrepreneurs and, and some really cool companies out there. But the thing with venture capital is, is those people are looking for businesses that are going to grow exponentially. And so companies that may be five to 10 people today, but will be 500 down the road. And I think a lot of people that start small businesses want to run a small business. They want to run a dry cleaner or they want to open a restaurant and just open that restaurant and serve that restaurant. Um, and that's okay. And I, I, I like, where would we be without those people? Um, they are, very much the backbone of our country. And um, so I think that that business owners need to understand that debt financing is, in fact, the most common way for a true Main Street small business to finance finance their business. And if approached uh, responsibly and wisely, it can be an, a good investment in your business. Uh, and so I said that with a caveat because, like, debt is something that you have to pay back and you have to pay back with a price. There is interest or factorate or something that, that lenders will quote as the price for borrowing that money. But you, so that's why we always say to our business owners, you have to be very clear what you're using this money for. And the ideal scenario is you're investing it in something that is a revenue generating opportunity. Um, and similarly, you have to really take into account what the payment structure looks like and if your cash flow can handle that. But um, more often than not, we see business owners able to. Uh, take on an opportunity that they would not have been able to if they did not take a loan. So let's say they get a really good offer from a supplier that if they're able to buy something in surplus, they'll get a major discount. Or they've got a, get an uh, a order from PetSmart and they need way more inventory than they realize. And again, they're acting on these opportunities that are good signs for their business, but they just don't have the cash flow to support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's well said. That's well said. And that's actually... um. You're right about that. You know, it, you have to be done with a caveat, but you have to make sure that, on some level, it's a revenue gener uh, generating opportunity. And I've been victim of that. You know, I I have a business now with my business partner, and obviously we've looked at all these options. But before that, um, you know, prior to having our own board as a finance uh, um, expert, I didn't really think of debt in any nice way. You know, and I and I come from Nigeria as well, so you know, 
a lot of the credit card culture is not something we share. So um, I was just getting used to that. And she, you know, she explained to me much like you said that, you know, there is a good path for this. This is actually how you can finance and fund that and um, can actually free you up to do a lot of things. So I um, appreciate you saying that. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that are were curious about that. But yeah. that leads me to what to to where you run content for now, Fundera. I mean, you, you have a fascinating platform. It's an online marketplace for small business loans. Can you tell us the story of Fundera and why it's so important today? Absolutely. So Fundera was originally started on, by, and now run by an entrepreneur named Jared Hecht. Uh, prior to Fundera, Jared had um, a lot of experience in consumer tech. He had started a company called GroupMe. Uh, which was a group messaging service before that was something that existed. Uh, And it was acquired by Skype and eventually Microsoft. And after that happened, Jared um, spent a lot of time working with different businesses and was sort of mesmerized by like their inability to get funding Um, or I should say, or businesses that had no customers and no true revenue revenue model and were getting funding from like VCs and things of the sort. And his cousin, who runs a very successful chain of restaurants in Ohio called Fusion, which uh, seemed very cool. I'm always wanting, I've like, ever since I heard the story, I want to go visit one. But it's like Chipotle for sushi. Oh. You, and then you put together your ideal sushi roll. Oh. Um, I know, right? <laughs> oh, no. And they, they have multiple, um, at this time, they had multiple locations uh, throughout Ohio. And they were looking to expand even further. And they were profitable. But they could not get funding from a bank. And Jared was like, what is, what is this world in which I see businesses that have no customers and have no revenue model getting millions of dollars in funding? And this business over here, um, who is running an exceptional business, is unable to even get debt financing. And he, he dug a little bit further into it. As a true entrepreneur, seems there was something here. Uh, and quickly kind of stumbled just on the world of small business lending. And he realized when you go in the search engine and you type small business loans, you know, hundreds of things pop up. But, like, you don't realize that these are very, 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 very different options. One may be a true reputable lender offering a fantastic product, and one of these may be a, a, a lender who's, who's sort of masking their pricing in a way where you don't realize quite how expensive it is, or may even be a broker that you don't realize you're about to pay a premium um, to use their service. So he saw, you know, based on his experience with consumer technology, there was a real way to use technology to simplify this process for business owners. So we launched uh, Fundera, in February 2014 uh, with this concept of a, a almost like a common application for business loans where business owners can come to Fundera, they only have to complete one set of, inf- of questions, upload one set of financial documents, and they're able to apply to dozens of the industry's best lenders that offer all different kinds of products for all different sorts of, of credit tiers so they know instantly where they're going to qualify, what their options are, and are able to compare those to know who is really going to give them um, not just the best offer, but the right offer for their situation and be consulted through that process. Uh, It's very much about empowering the business owner to make the best financial decisions for their business. And we've been doing this for about three and a half years now and have helped thousands of business owners secure hundreds of millions in financing. Wow. That's uh, that's quite the story right there. And then, what was your your journey to Pandera? Huh. A long and winding road. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I 
like to say I've been a storyteller um, all my life. I was really involved in the arts growing up and, and throughout school. And when I graduated, I knew that I needed to, to do something that perhaps provided a little more stability and was working in traditional finance when I, I met with some entrepreneurs who were starting a fintech company and kind of stumbled my way into fintech and realized uh, and, and kind of realized there was a way to to make storytelling meet with finance in the sense of sort of building out content and education to help business owners understand these tougher uh, subjects and, and, and financial matters. And so I wrote a lot um, on different finance platforms and, and eventually crossed paths with Jared, who was telling me about his idea for Fundera. Um, I was completely on board with the mission because I thought it was solving a really, really painful pro- problem for business owners. Um, so came over to, to join Pandera and build out the content arm, which originally was was sort of the goal of helping business owners understand the incredibly complex terms they're thrown at, they get thrown at throughout the process, like amortization and factor rates, and what really is the difference between interest and APR. And it's kind of evolved um, into so much more. We have a a content site called the Fundera Ledger, which has hundreds of thousands of readers that talks about financing, but really finance in general and, and how to, to, to really, we give them advice that's um, truly actionable for their business. That's mm. not watered down at all. And um, really finding other platforms to reach entrepreneurs and, and write a lot about the subject across multiple publications. Wow, that's that's pretty interesting. And I'm going to pause here before we get back to finance-related topics, but I want you, because you're the VP of content, you're the editor-in-chief, and you've had a strong content background. But what I want you to highlight here is how content marketing is the biggest and most reliable way for your company, because it seems to be the way, way you get clients, where you get um, mm-hmm. word out there. And there are a lot of people you know, who are trying to take advantage of the globalized and digital world that we live in today. But your experience with a finance company, when not many people would think, oh, content is sexy there, is incredible. And I, I would love for you to outline kind of what strategy led that to be an effective marketing tool for you all. Right. Ooh, I love that question. It is, it's, it's almost comical to me because I don't think any of us really realized <laughs> what we were sitting on top of or capable of. Um, so, you know... We, we built out a strategy, like I said, originally it was about education, but it came so much more over time for acquisition. And it was really heavily reliant on capturing people um, during moments of intent. So when somebody is taking to Google and typing in something like small business loans or business funding or invoice financing, you know, one of the, the various products that we own, really working to build out a, a comprehensive content strategy that would ensure that Google is ranking us um, on the first page for those terms. And it's incredibly technical, everything that goes into that, but we just spent a lot of time making sure we were building out the best content on the subject on the internet um, and then working to help really get different placements for those pieces to build the authority. And over time, it just grew and grew and grew, and content is now responsible for over 50% of company revenue. And um, it really- Over 50 Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's an incredibly affordable acquisition cost. The thing with content marketing that's always very tough, it is it is not um it's not quick. It's not a quick win. It is something that you sort of you have to be patient with 
and you have to invest in a little bit blindly, but if you are confident in the person that is leading you, um, that helps. And and know that it could take time. And I think that that's where a lot of businesses lose out is they're not willing to be patient because, again, they're trying to keep their doors open. I understand why. Um, and the other thing is is that you have to realize everybody is doing this, everybody. So you better make sure you're doing it better than everybody else and be clear on what better means. Um, so you can't just go out and have a company blog and write 300 words and they're very generic and do they really help anybody that would be reading that? Um, you need to make sure what you're putting out there, again, is better than anybody else on the internet on the subject. That's sort of like my tagline, but I mean it. If you can answer that question and you know it's true, it won't. things won't just fall in line, but you have like the best weapon possible. Oh, well, that's, uh, you, that's well said and you need to make sure that the content you're putting out it's not just content, but actually better than everyone else. And that, I guess that comes down to really understanding what it is that your differentiator is um, and really doubling down on that. Because if we look at from there and a lot of finance sites, and I would ask you this question, which I'm actually going to ask you, <laughs> what makes Fundera's content different from any other finance? Like Yahoo Finance, Finance Page and Inc., Finance Page and Entrepreneur. Why is yours so special? Um, so there's sort of two things I'll point out. One is really relative to our industry, and those weren't the people you asked about there, but I'll use this comparison. We actually, our business model gives us an advantage because we're not here pushing like a specific type of loan. We are a marketplace that literally encompasses the entire scope of small business financing. So we have access to really high quality information from lenders and products that helps us truly become experts in, in what's out there. And the way you can slice and dice, that's so interesting. So that, that sort of gave us a leg up uh, when it came to financing specifically. And then over time, as we wanted to expand our, our sort of breadth of knowledge to be more like overall finance, um, a lot of it came down to really talking to our customers and seeing where their struggles were. And part of it was like bringing in people that were truly experts um, in those places. And so we work with a lot of accountants who write for us. Some are QuickBooks experts. Some are very much like technology experts. Some are tax experts to come out. And we're very, very hands-on with our writers that the information needs to be incredibly actionable. So when you go and you read about things on Entrepreneur and Inc. or wonderful sites produce amazing content, um, they're trying to reach a very wide audience and they, they do a lot. But we're very much just wanting somebody to know that they have anything related to their business financially they need to figure out, they can come to Fundera and we will explain how to do it mm. by somebody that does it better than anyone else. That's good. And the, and the cool thing about your company is that, you know, they can read that, but then they can also go on the site and actually apply as well. Right. So you, you, it's like a full ecosystem. And those other sites, there is the content, but the content could be one of many. Like Yahoo Finance is an existence in Yahoo as a whole. And Inc. Finance page is part of Inc. But you can then say, hey, for more information, check out this, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, you take them to that. So that's, that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Um, so obviously, you're, you're great at content. Uh, you're creating a platform that's allowing and showing small business owners that they have other options. What does it mean to look online for? Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Capital. Hmm. Scary. Ah. I'll just say that. I mean, I mean, like, I always say to people, I'm like, the best thing you can tell business owners just to start their search with Fundera. I go, but I mean it like anybody listening, go type small business loans in the search engine, like, and then you're going to see the ads and you're going to see all these different people and you're not going to know where to start. You'll see Fundera and now you'll know to start there. But, um, it is, it is, it is, oh, it's a, it is a scary world because you never quite know what you're stumbling on. Um, don't get me wrong. There are so many great players out there. There's comparison sites, there's lenders you can go directly to. Um, there's the SBA that that'll show up. Obviously you can't apply to that online, but, um, you could very well, you know, get in with a lender where you think you understand, uh, the product, but in reality you don't realize the way that they've, they've spoken about the, the pricing or things of the sort. It's a little bit shaded as to what the actual cost is for you. Um, but the biggest thing we see with people is they wind up working with, with these loan brokers, which I referenced earlier, that um, maybe they, initially they're not even completely aware this person is not a lender, and they don't quite understand that some of these brokers, and again, there, there are very wonderful brokers out there as well, but some of these brokers only work with specific lenders, and it's based on who pays them the most. And so you may not realize that you're not actually get, getting shopped um, for the full, like, plethora of options instead you're getting shopped for whoever's going to pay this broker the most Um, similarly you may not understand that your price for using this person is baked into your cost of the loan and since some of these brokers charge so much that can have a significant impact on the price of your loan Wow. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely I need, I need to sign up because I feel like all the stuff you were saying I was like, man, I, I really have to protect myself and really know what I need to know because um I, you know, I'm obviously involved in more businesses and the more clients we get and the more we seek to expand, we're always mm-hmm. looking for different ways to get money and we've extensively talked about primarily angel and loans, but I feel like I still need to do more reading. So thank you for uh providing a platform for that. Yeah. Um Okay. Can I just so one thing there on, on that note? Um, something else that, that we do that I, I take a lot of pride in is you come to us, you sign up. Let's say you don't qualify for something or you don't qualify for something you're particularly interested in because it's too expensive. We provide transparency into why. What is holding you back from, say, getting that SBA loan, which is the cheapest source of capital out there? Is it your credit? Is it your revenue? Is it your time in business? Is it because you're not profitable? Is it because you have a tax lien? 
There are so many different reasons, but when you work with us as a single point of content, contact, even if it's it doesn't work out right now, you'll get that knowledge. And similarly with people that do come with us and work with us and we're able to secure them financing, we actually have a full team of people that continues to work with them just so they always know what their options are. If they've kind of upgraded into a lower cost category, we can work with them to try to refinance uh, their current loan into a lower cost loan, saving them money. Um, we, we are starting to help people work through credit cards because we think that they are another big asset in the financing process and they mm -hmm. understand like we're kind of the best offers. Who's running the longest 0% intro APR period right now? Um, getting a sense of how they're spending and where they could sort of profit the most. I, I think if people can spend responsibly, if they're not using a credit card, that's money out the window because, you I mean, you can get a cash back card and save 2% 2 on every card or every dollar you spend, for example. Right. Right. Um, right. So it's it's much more than – it's not just a transaction for us. It really, really is a relationship. Yeah. It's a transactional relationship. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing my – I'm just being corny. But <laughs> um, ways that um, – you know, someone's listened to what you just said and like, all right, fine. I have a shoestring budget. And the reason why I talked about content earlier is because this relates to this topic, this next question is you've written before on five ways to market your business on a shoestring budget. And a lot of them, I'll read them to you. Um, they're very content heavy. You said create an excellent blog. You said uh, use video marketing. You said market by email. You said hire freelancers to create your content. And you said use crowdfunding websites. Now, do you still strongly believe in that? And how can they do that in order to make sure that they qualify next year? Because I believe that, you know, more exposure, more video marketing can end, end up creating more awareness with the laws and do more thing. And then they could end up being potentially a good candidate for um, some of the small business loans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do still believe in that. Um, I think crowdfunding is getting to be a little bit different than it was you, even a couple years ago. I think it's a little bit crowded. <laughs> Crowdfunding's crowded. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes. Sorry, I love corny jokes. I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> I'm full of them, so don't worry. Um, but I, 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 so that's the, that one thing with that. I, I'd almost say maybe friends and family are a little bit better at this point, or really. Um, going back to what I mentioned earlier, those 0% intro APR cards, I, I struggle with that recommendation because it does come with a giant caveat of you have to be responsible. Um, but that can be a good way to, to get some financing initially uh, that you don't know you're not paying interest on for up to 15 months. Um, but to, that's just related to that, that fifth point. But all the other points, I stand by that, and it probably doesn't shock you. I wrote that, and it's everything that I have had experience with on a shoestring budget and has worked well. But every business is different, and I think if you're somebody that really truly is on a shoestring budget and you're trying to figure out what to do, focus on one thing and doing that really, really well. And um, those are some examples, but think about what you can really bring that no one else can. And if we, we go back to the, the blog, which we've talked a little bit about, um, I think the, the biggest advantage for people is to be as specific as possible. And like you said, know what really makes you different. Yeah. Um, and you will be surprised some of the very specific questions that get asked on, um, get asked online because there are, there are, and if you can find your niche and find your people, um, then you can kind of own that in that regard. Or if something you do is, say, 
um, very visual. Maybe you should go the video route and make like, I don't know, let's say you're starting like you're teaching people how to do something. Like start by making videos online and show people how to do something. And then you can sell a much more intense course or things of the sort. So, I mean, it's really the thing with articles like that. It's hard to, to find a one size fits all solution for all businesses. My true word of advice there is again, focusing on one thing that you can do really, really well and think critically about what makes sense with your expertise and your business's niche. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing that we have about today's world is that exactly what Meredith said, you can create the content in, you know, video format in an audio format, like we're doing the podcast in a written format. Um, and if you can speak to, even if it's just 10 people that really need that and you provide a, the enough tremendous value, they're going to tell the next 10 people and blah, 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 blah. But you have to have the patience, like Meredith has, has alluded to, and understand that what you're doing is providing value. And it's always, it's a long-term play. Um, and it requires consistency and, uh, confidence in your ability of the value that you're offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get ready to close soon, but I want you to sort of give, um, give, give me an outlook of what you feel like the the ecosystem will be like for entrepreneurs down the line. I read a stat that said that more and more people will be f- sort of freelancers slash small business owners as opposed to employees. Uh, is that something you believe? And um, are you a fan of that? Yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> we're especially seeing that with the youngest generation right now that's in the workforce um, where they have, a, a, we have, I should say, a craving for uh a remote life in the sense that travel is becoming increasingly easier, increasingly more affordable. Um, I think that social media has introduced people to the world in a different way than ever existed before. And now we see these photos on Instagram. We're like, well, I need to go there. Um, And I, I think that that will become much more popular, especially because the digital era sort of lends itself to that. Like I could do my entire job remotely because everything is online. And more and more jobs um, are centered around the internet that allow that as well. So it's there's a lot of things that are sort of aligning. So I do think that's true that we'll see a big shift there, and um, and I'm excited for it because I think that um, you know we've seen so many things evolve for us in the past decade or two because of the internet, because of technology. Uh, you know, we think about how different our lives are than they were 10, 20 years ago because of things like cell phones, etc. And I think that work is the thing that has probably evolved the least, uh, but it's starting to. And what you're referencing is that. And I just think it's really exciting because some of us don't even quite know what that will look like. I mean, none of us know quite what that will look like. Yeah. But I think it's good. And I think it's it's it'll be good, um, you know, especially nowadays, I think, like, Years and years and years ago, people stayed closer to home, and now more, much more people move further away from home, and that sort of lifestyle will help families stay connected, will make for, for people that are young and working and want to have children, like it makes it much easier to manage that. So I think it's all indicative of, of really good trends. Yeah. Uh, and then I think in terms of financing and that landscape, whether it's related to that or not related to that, I think that... Um, that again, the same way that now we're we're, walk, we're wa- watching work evolve, we're also going to be watching how technology continues 
to influence this industry for entrepreneurs. And I think the earliest indicators of this are sort of the big players who have entered the space, like Amazon, introducing financing for their sellers. PayPal has this for their sellers. Square has this for theirs. Um, and that's just an insight. Of, that's something that's very cool and very interesting. And, you know, Goldman has a consumer lending platform they're working on. And that's really interesting. And those are just like a few indications of, of what techno technology is capable of doing for this industry that's really super antiquated still. And I think we've only just scratched the surface and whatever you know, kind of transformations we see will be very positive for these entrepreneurs because it probably means um, more advanced underwriting where they're able to take in other factors outside of the traditional ones, uh, where things are faster and more efficient, which is good for entrepreneurs that are have a dire need but don't want to pay the price for having to get fast capital, which will be good. And I think there will be a lot more transparency too um, and just a better understanding. Like I think about how... Um, you know, the youngest generation, again, uses credit cards. It's very different than the older generations. There, Many of them are hackers, and they're, you know, traveling on points and doing all these things because there's so much information out there they're able to consume to empower them to make those decisions that, that way. And I hope that, similarly, these entrepreneurs will have access to that information to help them in the same way. Meredith Wood, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's all you get for free. Uh, that was amazing. That was amazing. That's uh, that's well summarized and well um, articulated because it is the truth. Uh, it's indicative of our generation. I'm you know I'm a millennial, but I you know I I have um, a brother who's a Gen Zer, and we have some similarities and all that as content creators and thought leaders. But I see how he. Uh, you know, looks for information and I see who he values as, or just as, a as an authority. And it's very different from even me as a millennial. And I, and my, the way I look at authority is very different from the way my mom is a Gen X and my dad is a, uh, a baby boomer does. And it's interesting seeing how technology plays that role and sites like yours, which have the ecosystem to basically be a resource as well as a platform, um, are, are ways I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are going. So I've, I believe you're ahead of the trend in that. And I'm sure your um, success is is, uh, is validating that for sure. So I do want to thank you for spending um, a lot of time with us here, talking to us and educating us on the importance of financing and the options that exist for, for everyone, and not just uh, entrepreneurs, but even uh, people that are thinking about being entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm happy to. And if anyone ever has questions, you can hop on over to Fundera and find me. It's very easy. Okay. Yeah. So that's fundera.com, right? F-U-N-D-E-R-A. Correct. Yes. Yes. And your articles are everywhere that articles are written in the world, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, just type in Meredith Wood and I'll make sure we'll put all this in the show notes, of course, but, um, it's fundera.com and, uh, Meredith Wood is, is indeed, uh, the legend that we spoke to today. But uh, a couple questions before we can round up. One, how does it feel? Uh, I, I run a diversity and inclusion firm. I, sp I speak a lot about diversity and inclusion. Part of that is gender equality. How does it feel, uh, you know, being, I guess you're the lone female uh, executive at Fundera? Was, was, yes. was that, what, so talk to me about that. Because um, I, you know, obviously this is one of the things that I consult with and consult on is improving gender equality. What is the plan? How does your presence there help change and shift things? And do you think that we will ever achieve 50-50 gender um, equality in the executive positions? Oh, 
I sure hope we do. Um, if, if we don't, it's our own fault, all of us. Um, and I think that it's, it's just going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. Um, and I think that more and more conversations are being had, which is encouraging. But I think a lot of people are very unaware of, like, what the right actions are. Like, yes, I care about this and this is important to me. But, you know, I try and try and I try and it's like it's it's harder to get, you know, find a good pool of female candidates or whatever it is. Um, and so that's the thing that I think we need to continue having people that are doing research and and really helping put action items in place for, for teams that need to and are focused on, on growing um, more equality in the workplace. Uh, in terms of, of myself and at Fundera, the best, you asked how it felt, and then all I'd say is it's very intimidating in the sense that, you know, sometimes I feel solely responsible for representing women at Fundera, and I don't want to let them down, and um, want to make sure I'm, I'm setting a good example and being a good role model for them and, and everything, but also I think I, I'm encouraged because I, I know the team that I work with, and um, diversity is very important to them um, as they recruit and in the conversations they have and they're a fantastic group of people and so I think I've actually been really supported and pushed by them in my career which which is awesome and I don't know if everybody has has the the luxury of saying that well um, that's good I'm glad that you feel that way and um, I can only imagine but I believe that you know you your presence being there is you know, a sign and that you're heading in the right direction. So I just want to thank you for that. Last question is my mission statement. My mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. I, this is the foundation of everything that I do. Um, as someone who is trying to help people connect across cultures, I always ask my guests uh, how they use their differences to make a difference. So how do you Meredith, use your difference to make a difference? <laughs> uh, I think it goes back to being a storyteller. I have always been that way. I've always had a way with words and trying to take my want to, to like communicate and inform people to do something that um, exposes them to information that can truly impact them, I think is one. Um, that's, that's probably my biggest difference. And then I'd also say this is very personal to me, but I'm also like, I've always been like the biggest people person. Um, and I feel like at Fundera specifically and even at prior companies, I've always put a huge emphasis on culture and how we, we treat our people and how we, we take care of them and motivate them and those sorts of things. And I, I feel like I kind of always like to stand up for the little guy and see through that um, and, and kind of feel like I'm, I'm a big, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but I'm always standing up for culture no matter where I go. Hey, you're using your voice on paper through stories and for um, um, impact. So that's that's uh, that's a great way to use your difference to make a difference. So I do do certainly appreciate this time, and uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, for those listening, I'll make sure to put everything that we talked about in the show notes, and also uh, you know make sure that you you check out from there because like she's eloquently said multiple times. Uh, despite my corny disp disposition, is that, uh, you know, f funding is something that can be, uh, you know, disseminated for many more people than they think, though. And it's something that's most likely available to you. So why not check out your options? Uh, make sure you check out Fundera.com. But ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads 
podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.